Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the CGF podcast with me, Louise Chester. If you don't know us, the Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that brings consumer goods retailers and manufacturers together globally to help collaborate with other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. Our eight coalitions of action have been designed to achieve collective impact on critical industry issues related to environmental and social sustainability, health and wellness, end-to-end value chains and food safety. On our podcast, we'll be breaking down all of these topics and more and engaging in insightful conversations with leaders from in and outside the industry as they share their thoughts on the challenges facing our planet and its people. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to George Ames, Director of Client Services at Forster, the PR agency that we work with here at the CGF. I wanted to get his perspective on the challenges that companies may deal with today as they face the sometimes daunting challenge of speaking out on sustainability. George brings a wealth of knowledge on this and so much more, so I'm excited to see what he has to say today. Let's meet him. Hello, George. Welcome to the CGF podcast. How are you doing today? Um, Hello, and um, thank you for asking me to join. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, super. So perhaps then the logical starting point, George, would be uh, if I could ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, your role at Forster. Yes, of course. Um, So I'm one of the directors at Forster Communications and Forster is a specialist PR agency. Um, We've been running for 26 years, but um, we really do focus only on social and environmental change and work with um, a significant number of um, clients, as you might imagine, at the moment with regards to their sustainability communications. Thank you for that intro. And we at the CGF absolutely love working with you um, across our coalitions. So my first question to you then, um, given that you are an expert across these topics, is um, and and support to to brands. So within within our industry, um, the consumer goods industry, we know that many brands are worried about talking about their sustainability work for you know perhaps fear of being shot down for not doing enough, not being enough, and in some cases even accused of greenwashing. Um, could you could you? Tell me what you think about that. Do you, would you have any advice to offer to brands who perhaps feel that way? So really, the starting point for this is how um, stakeholders, investors, um, customers, and really the planet are demanding action. So the question is not should businesses act, but how, um, and their and how they communicate this to their communities um, is of course um, absolutely key. Um, there are, of course, lots of fears about getting this wrong. Um, there are fears that if you put your head above the parapet, you could be shot down. And of course, the question around greenwash is really front and centre of many conversations and concerns at the moment. But actually, greenwash is rightfully in the spotlight, and it's really important that it is pulled out. But it's really important that communications come from a position of action and that's sustained action and ambition as opposed to short-term tactics and really I think this is key to this whole point it isn't that businesses have to have everything 100% sorted but it is really important that how they communicate and what they communicate 
is accurate and proportional to what they're doing. The proportionality piece is really important. Um, communications mustn't outweigh action. Really, at the heart of things, that's what greenwash really is. You do something tactically, you suggest that what you're doing is bringing benefit to the planet, and it's disproportionate to the amount of actual investment and change you're doing within the business. It is, of course, incorrect to suggest that buying a product is in some way saving the planet or reducing environmental impact. There's lots of subtle but important messaging which is required within that. A useful reference point, I think, certainly within the UK, but applicable across Europe and globally, um, is the Green Claims Code um, developed by the Competition and Markets Authority. And the, this has been developed for businesses to check environmental claims are genuine and not misleading. I won't go into the specifics of every one of the points on the code because listeners can go and look at that online themselves. It is worth a look. But just to go through the checklist, um, just to have these things front of mind, the checklist states that, as you would expect, um, communications must be truthful and accurate. They must be clear and unambiguous. They must not omit or hide important information. They must only make fair and meaningful comparisons. They must consider the full life cycle of the product. And of course, absolutely, they must be substantiated. Now, there's a lot within um, a number of those points. And some of those, to a certain extent, are open to interpretation. But something which is very important to consider as a bit of a watch out here is really the challenge when things go into a marketing and possibly advertising space and, get, and can be boiled down to soundbite level as opposed to wider contextual information that you might have within corporate communications. By that, I mean it's quite easy for teams to almost get carried away without necessarily intending to greenwash, but boiling down the creative essence or the actions being taken into the tightness of copy or the limited space that often those marketing and ad spaces require, which means that you omit some of the wider contextual information. This is something which needs really careful attention and consideration. As I've already said, communications of this nature must be informed by action. Sustainability is not a standalone um, initiative. It needs to go through the business. It's also not purely delivered through tactical executions. Tactical executions might be really important. There might be something on point of sale. There might be something with regards to consumer engagement. That in itself is not wrong and it's not greenwashing. Of course it's not, but the context is really important here. How does that fit into a wider, longer term and more sustained activity? And how are you gonna communicate that? to make sure that everything that you do communicate is clear and proportionate. The point that, um, another point that needs careful consideration is around the fear getting in the way of communicating anything, almost a paralysis um, setting in due to the fear of being called out. This is happening in lots of businesses. Um, but how, however, there is a risk in not communicating as well. 
it's really important that your communities, your audiences, your stakeholders are aware of what you're doing and what you're working towards, even if you're not quite there yet. And it's important to remember that the job of sustainability is actually never really fully done. And the businesses that are often held up as beacons of responsibility or sustainability are usually the first to say, well, actually, we've got more to do here. We're not done yet and we need to go further. So rather than be paralysed and not communicate anything, you need to communicate and be clear on your ambition, your commitment, how you're going about things, and actually also be quite open with regards to the challenges that you're facing along the way as well. Decarbonisation is quite a helpful example here. Uh, to be net zero, and I mean across all three scopes there, or certainly to set ambitions for net zero, isn't really news these days. It's still extremely important, and it's very important that any and every business set science-based targets and verified science-based targets wherever possible. But actually, you need to communicate what you're doing to get there and the how as well as just the actually um, as the how as well as the overall target. And actually, as part of this, it's around um, making sure that you're clear on the third party accreditation. You're clear on the challenges that you face. You're clear on how you're going to need to work across the whole supply chain, the value chain to actually bring about that change. And then by showing this thoughtfulness on how you're going to work across all different areas of the business and through your value chain, you start to earn more of a leadership position. It isn't about telling people how good you are. That isn't how you achieve leadership. It's about showing your work, showing your determination, showing your milestones, how you're going to be reporting, how you're going to be really open. And actually doing the hard, steady work on these things helps you to achieve a position of sustainability leadership. Brilliant. Thank you, George. So what are some of the things then that a brand can do with regards to sustainability to, to stand out from the industry? The way that brands can stand out um, in the industry, um, first and foremost, um, is about action. Communications must um, come from action. And I think it's important to remember that leadership positioning um, takes time. Sustainability leadership takes commitment and perseverance and trust is achieved through sustained action, not short-term initiatives. It can also be quickly lost. Uh, so it's very important to make sure that sustainability is really understood as a crucial long-term part of the business strategy and not a side initiative. Standing out from um, others within your sector, um, to a certain extent, um, it's getting harder and harder these days because um, thankfully more and more businesses are acting and acting fast um, on sustainability. Um, but I think it's really important to consider that how you can go further and actually the brands which um, really do stand out are those that are seen to be um, brave, um, pioneering, willing to take an element of risk but also communicate around those risks and challenges that they're doing as well. This comes back to the point around progress versus paralysis that we spoke about um, previously. If a brand is being very open around what collectively they, their employees, their supply chain, um, or indeed other businesses in their sector need to do, that really helps to achieve a leadership position through its thoughtfulness and actually coordinated action to um, bring about long-term change. 
Whilst it's true that really no business, particularly within the um, consumer goods sector, can on their own become a sustainability leader, it's vital they work really closely throughout the whole value chain to address the challenges. There are things that people can do or brands can do, organisations can do, which doesn't fall back on that as an excuse, but actually think about, well, how can we go further? How can we do more? How can we invest in our suppliers? How can we invest in the supply chain so that not only are we accelerating our own um, journey and moving quicker towards our own targets, but what we're doing actually is keeping a very careful eye on the bigger picture and helping to shift the whole industry to a um, position of greater strength. Super. So we know that audiences, whether that be their consumer, external um, audiences, or even internal employees are, are so important to them. But wh why would you tell brands that it's so important to actually listen closely to these audiences? And, and how best can they actually go about this? It's really important that brands listen to um, their audiences in all their, in all their diversity. Um, all sorts of reasons. Um, I think the starting point here is to remember that people are human um, and have different needs. And it's really important to um, speak to them in their language um, and rather than asking them to learn sustainability jargon, um, if you like. Um, and on the listening point, um, I think it's really worth remembering the value of listening to your critics as well. And alongside that, being very careful to listen to the people within your business um, as, uh, alongside. People within your business have seen behind the curtain. They know exactly what you're doing and will certainly will have a view on it. They may be involved in sustainability initiatives or they may not. There might be a level of cynicism. There might be an element of challenge. But all this is actually really important to help you to understand how you need to act and communicate differently to help consumers, employees, stakeholders understand what it is that you're doing and, and what journey you're going on from here. It's also important, I think, to consider how your different audiences serve as communications assets for you as you progress through your sustainability communications. Um, something that we talk about quite a lot within Forster is about turning cynics to storytellers and the power of that, both from a consumer perspective, but also from an internal um, audience as well, and really considering your businesses to be that community that you're engaging with. Somebody who um, is quite cynical about the work you're doing could be feeling that way just because they quite simply don't understand the breadth and depth of the work that you're doing. If that can be explained to them, that can be shown to them in a way that they understand. They can shift this position of actually being a really valuable communications asset that can spread your story and be very influential um, to other people. That's something which you might see from um, a challenger perspective, from campaigners from the outside, but as I say, also very much from the um, internal audiences as well. I mentioned at the start of this answer about people being human and having different needs on language. Sustainability is an area where there, there is a lot of jargon, uh, lots of acronyms, um, lots of complexity. 
And I think it's important to remember that people throughout the business and actually including C-suite and leaders understandably may not be as well versed on the technical language and detail of sustainability as the sustainability leads within the organizations. However, they may not always tell you they don't understand what it is that's being expressed or explained. Much more important, I think, is to consider how you need to express um, your strategy, your approach, the investment that's required, and how this fits into the business plan in language which really resonates with them. And something which should be considered here is actually the, actually the importance of the chief financial officer. They're a key person within the organization um, alongside marketing and communications um, and policy, of course, to actually engage with and encourage them to better understand um, the benefit and the advantage of um, the greater investment in sustainability. Brilliant. Thank you. I loved what you said, and I fear I am misquoting slightly, but you said something about turning cynics into supporters and storytellers, even better storytellers. (laughs) That's that is a great, um, great phrase there and absolutely true. Um, So my final question to you, George, is is I suppose rather a a broad one. So do with it what you what you would like. But um, so we know that sustainability is absolutely intrinsic to business. Um, and so what words of wisdom would you offer to sustainability leaders looking to make lasting change? I think there are a few areas where um, sustainability leaders um, should really focus. Um, and really, to a certain extent, as we term them, rules for engagement, kind of checklist to guide your um, communications from here. There's five of them, and the first one is about being action-focused. Build from what the business is doing and storytell with the how and not just the what. The second one is about being proportionate. Don't overstate or overcommunicate steady steps. Be clear on how they fit into broader commitments, action, and progress. Third one is transparent and honest. Build and maintain trust through clear, honest, and humble communications but be clear on progress and challenges. Fourth is knowing your audience. Make the complex accessible. Remember what you want the audience to think, feel, and do as a result of your communication. And finally, it's about evolve and maintain. Trust and leadership take time, and they're sustained through communicating ongoing action. Probably that's the most important point here. The work of sustainability communications never really done. It's about what you can do to go further, how you can evolve and how you can maintain to achieve your goals. Well, thank you so much, George. Uh, I think you've really shared some uh, great pearls of wisdom from the from the comms PR perspective that I think is going to be really worthwhile for for our listeners. And it's been absolutely great to get your perspective on how you would encourage brands to clearly and effectively communicate and, and find the right way to do that whilst really you know backing backing up what they are doing with the correct with the commitments the measurement and reporting which you know is really what we we are pushing to at the CGF so so much good stuff there thank you thank you for your time today thanks Louise and thanks so much for the opportunity to join you today Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to find out more about our work at the CGF, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe for more episodes coming very soon. 
Thank you and bye for now.